0: I have discovered three common categories that we as ladies mistakenly use to assess our own worth and value. And when I stopped making the mistake of using these tools, it changed everything for me. I believe with all my heart, this is going to help you so much. Come on girl, let's talk about it. Are you tired of feeling like you never measure up? Are you tired of setting goals but giving up on yourself before you ever cross the finish line? Are you ready to live a life that you actually enjoy? Oh girl, you're in the right place. Are you ready to experience confidence like you never have before? You are in the right place. God made you powerful and capable. And if you struggle to see yourself that way, I believe it's because your self-image has become distorted. My name is Tina Feemster. I'm a trained and certified Christian self-image coach, and God has placed a call on my heart to reach Christian women who struggle with how they see themselves. When you learn the truth about who you are in Him and who He is in you, your whole life will be renewed and improved in a way that only God can orchestrate. I'm going to help you discover the incredible way that God put you together. Settle in sis and get cozy. We're going to talk about it. My own self-worth and value wasn't something that I would think about very often, but it was definitely something I would consistently feel. I felt less than. I felt less valuable. I felt worth less than others. And I have learned that where there is a feeling, there is a belief. I was having some beliefs about myself that were causing me to feel a certain way. A certain belief produces a feeling, just like a certain tree produces an apple. The belief that you have about yourself is the source And the feeling you have about yourself is the fruit of that belief. I hope this is making sense. If you want to change how you feel about yourself, if you want to feel better about yourself, you must change what you believe about yourself. It isn't enough though. I mean, come on girls. It's not going to ever be enough to just trade out thoughts, some of you have been trying that with affirmations. <laughs> People have said, say these I am statements every single day. Wake up and say them. Put them on your mirror. Or say them when you go to bed. I've, I've been here and done this. It does not work. You were told that those affirmations were going to change everything, but nothing ever really changed. Because even though you had the thought and you were saying the thought, you didn't believe it. You have to believe it. That is the truth that brings the feeling. You will often hear me say that we need to unbelieve some things and retrain our brain with truth. Because it is the truth, it's only the truth that is worthy of belief. It's the only one that sets us free. Truth is the belief that is worthy of being believed. Because it sets us free. And that's what we're going to do here today. We're going to unbelieve some things, I hope. Hang with me here. So I want you to imagine yourself as a newborn baby growing up through your first five years. Think about that. Like Think about your life back from baby stage all the way through your five years. As many things as you can remember about it. You're taking in information, you're processing it. Now think about this, think about your age. Isn't this crazy? Like you're a little kid taking in all of this information, processing it and using the input to learn who you are in your world and to learn where you belong. That is just mind-blowing to me. Oh, my goodness. You, to be that young and learning who we are and all of the mistakes that are possible during that time for us to misprocess some things, misunderstand some things that cause us to believe some things that are not even true. Oh, my goodness. You may have experienced being hugged and loved, or held and cuddled, comforted, talked to, or maybe you experienced abuse. Maybe you were hit and hurt. Maybe you were prodded and screamed at or even ignored. As you are growing, you are learning about yourself. People are saying things to you and you are working in your brain to make sense of it all. People aren't saying things to you. I mean, You work to make sense of that too. People do things to you and for you and around you and you are taking in all of this information to make sense of it. As your world gets bigger and your social experience expands, you're drawn into a deeper understanding of who you are in your world. You're little, but you're learning, right? You begin to see other children, maybe in your elementary class or on a ball team or in a dance class. They have different cars and than you do and different houses and they have different toys. They're bringing different toys and items for show and tell and you're comparing your item to their item and you're seeing that they have maybe fancy stuff or stuff that's not quite as, as great and wonderful as you think yours is. They have talents and abilities that are different than yours you're getting feedback from your ever-expanding world you are taking it all in and making sense of it in the best way that you can you are little but you're learning who you are and i learned some things about myself that i thought were truth that i had to unlearn or unbelieve later on in life and that's when i unbelieved those things that's when the freedom came So you're learning to compare and contrast your looks, your stuff, your home, your life, your abilities, your talents, all of this at a very young age, but most likely you haven't learned to filter the thoughts that are landing in your brain. You're just accepting them. Those thoughts are coming in, you're processing it, and making the best sense out of it that you can and a belief about you settles down in your heart in your soul, is it possible that you, like me, had some beliefs that were developed about ourselves that were wrong? Is it possible that you're still carrying some of those wrong beliefs today? As a young girl in elementary school, I remember I just wanted to be anybody but myself. <laughs> I wanted to be uh, more popular, I wanted to be cuter, I wanted to, I didn't want to be weird, I didn't want to be flawed, like I felt weird and flawed and I felt unaccepted, but I had great friends. I was, I hung around the, the popular group and all that, but even in the midst of all that I just felt somehow like I was inferior. And though I have my suspicions, I'm not completely certain of the circumstances that these feelings generated from, and I realized today, and I realized when I began this journey to renew my self-image, that it honestly didn't matter where they came from. What mattered most was getting to the truth about who I am as a child of God. Who did He make me to be? That's what matters most. And that's where I'm asking you to place your focus and your attention is on the truth, the truth of who you are and who he created you to be. Not on the past, but on your now and on your future. I wanted to know the real me and I wanted to live her every single day. And that meant I was going to have to unbecome what I had been by being will, willing to completely be honest with myself about, where, about these thoughts that I was having and whether they were true or not and whether I wanted to keep them or not or get rid of them, I needed to make adjustments to become and grow into the best version of me. The Lord has worked perfectly patiently with me to teach me about this and one of the things that he taught me was that the tools i was using to assess my own self-worth and value were wrong the tools were not giving me accurate data the feedback was off just so wrong if you want appropriate data you You have to have tools that are meant for the specific job, right? If you're asked to use a ruler to measure the weight of an object, you're going to be doomed from the get-go because you got the wrong tool. A ruler is never going to measure weight. Well, I had been using the wrong tools to measure my own self-worth. And I want to talk to you guys about those tools today, because as I've worked with clients over the years, I've come to realize that most of us are making the same mistake I made. some degree or another. And one of those tools is performance. What we do, what we accomplish, how well we do something. It's an action that we're taking or an inaction. If we perform well, we love and accept and approve of ourselves. We feel so good about ourselves because we believe good things about ourselves. And we perform, ladies, on our brains stage every single day. Any action or any inaction that you participate in is going to make you think thoughts about how well you did, what you did, Um, how you care for your home, that's a performance. When you look at your day at work and how accomplished you were at work, that's a performance. When you get into an altercation, how well you behave. Did you control your mouth or did you just let it go like it was on an exercise run? (laughs) That's a performance. The food that you put in your mouth throughout the day, whether you got all your water in or not, all of these actions are performances on our brain stage. And we are judging that performance. And we're making a decision about whether we're good or bad whether we're a good mom or a bad mom, a good housewife, a good employee, a bad employee, a good friend, a bad friend, a good Christian, a bad Christian. You see what I'm saying here. The problem is that when you begin to to evaluate yourself and your performance and say, I'm good or I'm bad, what you're really doing is assessing worth. Because think about it like this. If I say that car isn't a good car, what I'm really saying is that there is another car that is better. It's worth more as, than the car that I have, right? When you say I'm not a good whatever, you're saying you are worth less than someone else who is performing better. The value that you have is less than the value someone else has that's performing better. Think about that. You're saying you are worth less without even knowing it. We are using what we are doing and how well we are doing it as a tool to assess our worth. And it's wrong. It's the wrong tool. May I suggest that we stop devaluing ourselves in our own eyes and instead recognizing that in that moment we're doing the best job we can. With a bit of focus, you can improve that area if you want to improve it, but just beating yourself up and wishing you could be as good as someone else isn't going to help you become better at performing in that area. Instead of feeling like someone who is learning and growing, we entertain these thoughts that tell us we're not as good as so-and-so, and we're using those thoughts about our performance to assess our worth and we're also using what we think others are thinking about our performance to assess our worth. And it's all just wrong. Oh, and let's not even get started on failing to perform at the highest level in front of other people. I mean, that just compounds the problem and confirms that we aren't measuring up. Have you have you ever had your pastor or someone else uh, show up unexpectedly at your house for a visit And your house looks like a tornado tornado just ran through it. (laughs) If you did not feel bad about yourself as a housewife before he showed up, you are going to feel bad now. Because you think he thinks badly about you. And what we think other people are thinking about us is impacting what we assess as our value as well. And it's wrong. I'm not saying you shouldn't look at your actions and efforts and and judge them in terms of improvement but they're certainly the wrong tool for self-worth. Your level of performance in any area of your life is a great tool to measure personal growth but it's just not the proper tool for measuring your worth. I don't care if you're kid forgot to flush the toilet, you have a sink full of dirty dishes, laundry's lying everywhere, and you're yelling at your kids, you are still just as valuable as anybody else. What you do or don't do and how well you do it doesn't change your value. How we perform is not the only thing that we're using to assess our worth. There is this whole other aspect about valuing ourselves, And others even based on appearance and I'm the first one to admit that looking good feels good and it can be a boost to our confidence Um, but it can be dangerous territory society is telling us today that we're only as good as we look and that we are more acceptable if we look good it says wake up and make up to live your best life listen I love pretty makeup. I love pretty clothes. I love pretty accessories. But if I ever believe that somehow my look makes me more valuable, I'm in real trouble. Or that my look devalues me, I'm in real trouble. If our appearance is the tool that we are going to use, how much value as an individual do you lose if you're disfigured? Is your worth and your value lost think about your baby girl if she's disfigured is she no longer as valuable to you as she was before of course not so why are we doing that to ourselves recently I asked a group of women a series of questions and one of those questions was on a scale of one to five with one being very poor and five being excellent how does your self image health rate. If they answered less than five, which every single one of them did, I followed up by asking what would have to change to get that to a five? And the majority gave an answer related to appearance. They wanted to lose weight, look better in their clothes, have fewer wrinkles. They just wanted to look better. They were letting appearance be the determining factor when assessing the healthiness of their own self-image if you listen if you want to take action to improve your appearance in some way do it but i'm pleading with you to take this flawed tool out of the toolbox when it comes to how you determine your worth and value it is not the proper tool for this evaluation it doesn't work as I age, I realize that wrinkles and other signs of aging are just evidence that God isn't finished with me. <laughs> I celebrate that. He has given me another day. I've earned every one of these wrinkles. I don't like them, but I can celebrate them and not like them at the same time. We are, we are made up of three parts. we a spirit, a soul, and a body. And our body and the appearance of our body, is it's not us. It's just the house that we're walking around in. We can make it look cute curbside if we want to, but we shouldn't despise it for what it is. We should strengthen it and care for it because it is a gift to appreciate. But the appearance that we have is not a proper tool for assessing uh, personal value. The last tool that I want to talk about today, not that this is the only other one, but it's it's a tool that we often use to assess our self-worth, and that is possessions. Where we live, what we drive, the kind of purse we carry, how much we earn, the number of likes on our social media posts, the number of followers we have, or how many people are listening to our podcast. (laughs) Listen, ladies, stuff does not make us valuable. When I discovered that my worth and value was equal with every other person on the planet, I was a single mama working three jobs and selling my plasma to put gasoline in my minivan. Times were challenging, but I knew God valued me. He knew me before He made me. He designed me. He approved of me. I also learned He doesn't play favorites. We're all His favorites. The scripture says that He doesn't play favorites. I have lived in expensive homes and I've lived in a trailer park. And let me tell you, when I lived in that trailer park, I was trailer treasure. I was valued by the maker of all things. The size of my house didn't make me more valuable or less valuable. The purse that I carried didn't make a difference. That Louis Vuitton is not going to make you more valuable. That fancy SUV is not going to make you more valuable as a person. It is okay to have nice things, and I have nice things, but I know they can be lost in a moment and God forbid they ever are, but if they are, I know this, I am not going to lose my self-worth as a result. When I married my husband, he introduced me to a world of people that were in social circles I had never been in. <laughs> a couple of years into our marriage, we attended one of those hootie-tootie events, complete with the Oklahoma dignitaries in their, you know, their ball gowns and tuxes. And on our way to that event, I was dressed in my ball gown, and my husband had on his tux, and. I was praying oh girls I was praying I was asking God to help me and Lord help me remember I'm not going to meet anyone more valuable than me or less valuable than me tonight. Help me to look everyone in the eye and truly see them. Help me to treat everyone the same from the attendees at our table to the wait staff that's serving us. And when we arrived and the valet opened my door and offered me his hand, I slung that heel out onto the pavement and I took my truth that God valued me just like he values you. And I walked into that place with my heart strong. No, my value is not found in what I have. It is not in what I do and it is not in what I look like. My value is found in the price that was paid for me at Calvary, and that settles it for me. And I hope when you consider your own self-worth and value, that it settles it for you too. If you've enjoyed our time together today, please don't keep it to yourself. Spread the love and share the episode with a friend who could use a boost of inspiration, some revelation, that would be awesome. Also, request to join our free Facebook community. It's called Renewed and Radiant. You'll find the link in our show notes for this episode. We would love to have you join us. And one more thing. If you have found value in our conversation today, would you please take a moment and leave a review? Scroll all the way down on your device and click write a review. It's a little bitty spot way at the bottom. If you could leave a review, that would help me reach more ladies who need to join our community of faith-driven self-image warriors. Until next time, my friends, stay blessed, stay radiant, and always remember that your self-image is a masterpiece being revealed. I'll catch you in the next episode.